I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Culture Nuana is coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Thanks for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. Coming up on our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls, the return of an old buddy, Sean Rainey of SWX Montana Television. Uh, he and I hooked up earlier this morning, so we'll play that for you right here in just a minute. Missed anything in the first hour. We talked all things NCAA tournament and also talked a little NFL the uh, Our main guest, Colby Dant of the College Basketball Experience Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network joined us. Uh, that's to get you all set up for the start of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, which begins tomorrow. So get your tournament uh, bracket challenge entries in. Go to ESPN.com, go to the tournament challenge, and then search for our group, ESPN MT 2023. That's ESPN MT 2023. Click on the ESPN MT 2023 Challenge. Boom, there you are. Here's what we got on down the list. We're going to give out prizes for first, second, third, fourth, and fifth place overall in the big bracket. And we're also going to have a second chance bracket from the Sweet 16 on. And we'll have a first, second, and third place. So eight total people are going to win prizes. Uh, I've looked at so many of the entries. This is what's fun about living in uh, in a rural place like Montana, although I always argue that Missoula is very urban. That's why I say I don't like the brawl of the wild. I don't live in the wild. I live in a small city. <laughs> but regardless, um, I, I see a great many of the names I recognize, loyal listeners, friends, neighbors, family, whatever. Uh, but some of you maybe not. So as this thing comes down the pipe, keep on monitoring this show. Keep on listening. Keep on monitoring our social media channels. But we're going to have to have you text in who is, who's who, right? Because by the time I get to the end, I can click on your name, but it doesn't give, ESPN is not giving out your information. So I don't know your email address or your phone number. So as we're getting a more clear-cut picture, I'll solicit you all, read the names and stuff. And then if you hear your name or you see it on social media or whatever, we're going to need you to text in to 406-888-1029 and let us know what your name is. And then we'll have your phone number. Uh, associated with the name that is in uh, the, the running for all these great prizes. So here's what we got for first prize. $500 cash from Katie O'Keefe's. Katie O'Keefe's there at the Stevens Center. Great place to hang out, drink, uh, gamble, all that sort of stuff. They'll have all the games on for you. They don't have food, but that's one of the best parts about going to Katie O'Keefe's. You can bring in or order food from anywhere. So if you, you know, you and your buddies getting together, okay, whatever, put it, put together a little delivery, get it, take, get it brought right to the bar, hang out. Uh, so 500 bucks from Katie's. We're also giving you $250 for the first prize in merchandise from Uptop Clothing, $100 Dazzler Car Wash gift card, and a Panini Contenders uh, memorabilia box from Zootown Sports Cards worth over $500. Second prize of the Bracket Challenge, we got a $100 Dazzler's gift card, $100 from Uptop Clothing. 
50 bucks from Conflux Brewing, and a Panini Prism box from Zootown Sports Cards worth over $200. And then third place, we got $100 from Up Top, $50 from Dazzlers, and a $100 uh, Panini Chronicles box uh, worth more than $100, uh, courtesy of Zootown Sports Cards. Our uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth places, we also have prize packages that include gift cards from Sushi Hana, Compass Barbershop, the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Uh, so go get your entries in. ESPN 2023 Bracket Challenge. Well, look at who I found. The return of one of our great friends here at ESPN Radio and uh, one of my good buddies. It was fun hanging out with him, even for just a brief moment in Boise. Back in Boise again. That was great to see you. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, the sports director over there at SWX, joining us here for our ESPN Roundtable and its March Madness style. Rain Man, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Very good. I know that uh, you got some noon hoops on the horizon, so we're actually doing this on the phone instead of in person because, you know, we got to multitask around here. So I saw you shooting around, though, during Boise. Game is looking good. <laughs> you know, I uh, we were doing a live shot, and uh, we're practicing for it to end the show. And uh, my partner, Zach Kaplan, not a basketball player at all, took about 10 warm-up shots, airballed like eight of them. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be comedy on air. And he goes first. And he just sinks it live on air. And in my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, if I don't make this, <laughs> and everyone at the station is never going to let me hear the end of it. And we both made it live on air. And uh, it, was, it was pretty epic. But, yeah, Boise was, uh, was pretty great. Came back, got a little bit of the sniffles going. Um, but it was a you know, fun way to say goodbye to high school basketball. Always kind of a, a sad time for me. I, I love high school basketball season. It's probably my favorite um, of all the year uh, season. And so just saying goodbye to, to that and then getting ready for some uh, March Madness here. Man, I forgot how much I missed high school hoops. I hadn't been to a state tournament in a minute, and uh, I went to the one in Butte, and it was just it was just so fun, man. It was awesome. I loved watching Hellgate and Billings West and, and uh, all the AA teams, and uh, it is. It's just such a fun uh, thing to cover and such a fun thing to, to get to observe. Uh, let's start at the beginning of this NCAA tournament bracket with the team that came out of Boise. Montana State, definitely a, a strenuous run to repeat as champions, but they were able to do it. Uh, that I thought the semifinal game between Montana State and Weber State was going to be the death of me. It didn't tip until 9 p.m. And then there was like 100 fouls and 50 free throws. And it, it only ended up 60 to 58 in double overtime. But still, Cats got it done, then beat NAU in the championship. So uh, in your mind, what did you think was the keys for Montana State? And how impressive is it just to repeat as Big Sky champions? I mean, I, I just think that they're defensively, I'm pretty impressed, um, especially with, with their guards and led by Derek Brown. You can just... Uh, they can disrupt you, you know, defensively. They have the size, and they attack you inside, and they get to the free throw line. And obviously that works against, you know, a lot of Big Sky Conference opponents. I'd be curious to see, you know, how that works in the uh, NCAA tournament. But, I, I, you know, I think Brown and you got four, and just guys can uh, kind of get after you defensively on the perimeter. I think that's been kind of the difference between this team and, and last year. Um Obviously, X is a really good point guard for Montana State last year, but he can't really do the things defensively that Darius Brown can. I think that just kind of changes their, you know, dynamic a little bit. And then you obviously bring in, like, a guy like Fuller, who's also, he's got size as well, and, and they're just a lot more uh, strong and, and physical defensively than they were last year. 
That's exactly right. I think that's the improvements that Danny Sprinkle knew he needed to make, especially in the backcourt, because you're so right. It's so spot on. Yeah. I mean, Xavier Bishop is uh, an awesome creator and such a fun shot maker, but he's, you know, he's 5'8", <laughs> so he can't really guard anybody yeah. uh, on the ball, especially as you get up to higher levels. Um, we'll get back to the Cats and their draw with Kansas State, but uh, just one question, I guess there's two questions, uh, on the University of Montana. Montana, you and I were both... It's so funny. If you if people could just read our text threads, uh, after they beat South Dakota State in the non-conference, you're like, I told you, the Grizz are good. And I was like, I agree, the Grizz are good. And then midway through the conference season, we were both like, oh, man, the Grizz aren't very good. Uh, this is going to be a really long year. And then they figured it out, and they really turned the corner. And uh, even though they fell short in the semifinals to a red-hot Northern Arizona team, I think all in all, a better season than they've had the last couple of years. So, I mean, what would you think of just the way that they were able to improve down the stretch? It's a tough question because if you would have told me beginning of the year, yes, they improved and all of that, and they and they played well towards the end. But if you, I mean, if we went back a couple of years, and if I would have asked you, yeah, during you know Bannon's junior year and Whitney's junior year, after these guys have started for three years, I think you would have expected more. If I would sure. pose that question to you three years ago, so it's kind of a, a double-edged sword there where it's like, I, I think that they're a disappointment in year three of this whole class. Like, obviously, when, you know, their really good team graduated, they're, you know, super young. You bring in Josh Bannon and Whitney and all these guys as freshmen, and they're playing a lot, and they're young, and that was kind of the excuse for two years. So I think this was kind of the year that you really wanted them to take that step forward. And although they, they kind of got there a, a little bit, I, I still think big picture, I still think, you know, you got to be disappointed a little bit in where they ended up, but they did improve as the, the year went on. I still feel like they're they're missing – they haven't been able to complete the puzzle. You know, they, they got sure. the – they started the puzzle. They got the border pieces all down. They started finishing it, and then they're uh, – at the end, you know, your, your, your dog ate a couple of the pieces of the puzzle, and they're still missing one. And they can't quite seem to find that uh, over the years. They were kind of looking for that shooter – and they brought in a bunch of shooters over the last couple of years, and now they're kind of looking for that dribble penetrator, and they just can't quite seem to to fit that puzzle like what we've seen with Montana State and bringing a Darius Brown, and he ends up being like the perfect fit. They've kind of missed a little bit on some of these guys that they brought in, not because they're bad basketball players or, you know, attitude-wise it hasn't worked out. It just hasn't really all fit into the puzzle of what they're looking for, and uh, I think that's kind of been the difference. Sean Rainey here on our ESPN Roundtable. It's presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls also happens to sponsor Rainey's great gambling podcast, Make It Rainy. So go check that out. I'm sure he's got all sorts of uh, NCAA tournament stuff coming up, and uh, we will talk about some NCAA tournament picks. But last question about uh, the Grizz, Sean. Uh, Lonel Martin, the first guy into the transfer portal, thought he was a solid player. I think that's kind of an example of what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, he was a fun guy to get to know. Good interview. Loved having him on the show. But uh, maybe just not the actual fit they need at that position given the personnel that they have. So, I mean, do you think they have a chance to go get a better fit at that position with that roster spot opening it up? Yeah, 100%. And I think Coach DeCure, he hinted at it um, in, in his press conference at the end saying that they need guys that can kind of, you know, dribble, dribble penetrate a little bit better uh, from the wing position. And because uh, to me, that's the main thing. If you want to break down a defense, to me, it's, I mean, it's just, simple it's like can you get by your guy and Montana has like I think I would only say about like two guys that can do that and that's Brandon Whitney and Josh Bannon both of those guys though can't really shoot the ball well enough to where you have to get up into them and so it makes it 
you know, where you can kind of de- defend them and, or pick and choose how you want to defend them. They don't have that that wing that can really get by their guy and get their own shot. And when we're watching that Big Sky Conference tournament, it's always, Coulter, when we're watching the tournament and you're seeing all these teams like back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, it's always very kind of glaring for sure. When one team doesn't have like what some of these other teams have. Like NAU, they have that 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 wing guy and Xavier Fuller. Eastern Washington has the Steel Venters. MSU has the Raekwon Battle. Montana doesn't have that like six five wing guy that can break you down off the dribble and hit a tough shot. That's what they've been searching for for a while. And obviously, they, I mean, they tried to get Raekwon Battle themselves, and they've been searching for that position for a while. Couldn't really get it, so I'm not surprised. Um, that Lonell uh, is leaving. I bet that was, you know, kind of a conversation in the exit interviews. Um, Going to miss having him around. Lonell's like, you know, one of the, the best dudes on the team, uh, an awesome personality. Uh, wish him nothing but the best. But fit-wise, I can – it wasn't a surprise to hear that he's leaving. Yeah, I think it, it, you've shown, too, that, you know, it's, it's not like those guys are rare finds. I mean, you just listed – Xavier Fuller at NAU and Steel Venters and and Raekwon Battle and on down the line then Stephen Verplanken at Weber State. I mean, there's there's six five slasher guys yeah. out there to be found. I mean, that's kind of one of the the bread and butters of Division One men's college basketball. And uh, I'm so interested to see what this uh, this kid from Oakland is like. This Money Brown that they're bringing in or Money Williams, excuse me, that they're bringing in out of Oakland High. Um, but we shall save that for a different conversation. Sean Rady here on the ESPN Roundtable. Go check out Paradise Falls. You want to watch all the madness. They have NCAA tournament games on from breakfast through dinner, and they've served breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They also have a great sports bet Montana kiosk. So, Randy, let's uh, let's talk about the NCAA tournament. We'll start with the team from the Big Sky. Montana State gets a 14 seed for the second year in a row. I can't imagine that Kansas State is going to be any worse of a draw than Texas Tech was. I thought the only draws that were ever worse than Texas Tech was maybe Montana getting Michigan for the second year in a row. Uh, but what do we think of, of the Cats draw headed out to Greensboro, North Carolina? See, I have an interesting way of approaching it. It's just kind of, I'm kind of a, a, I'll believe it when I see it with the Big Sky Conference. For and sure. It's also, it's also more of like, I, I think we, every year, I just feel like we want to talk ourselves into, hey, this could be the year that a Big Sky team goes on a run. And, and it's fun to do that, right? Like, it's like, we want to, like, how awesome would that be to, to watch one of these Big Sky teams, especially a team from the state of Montana, go on one of these magical Oh, it'd be runs. awesome. Like, it's what all of us have it's what all of us have wanted for so long. And so I feel like every time the draw comes out, I remember even people saying, like, oh, well, Texas Tech, they're kind of the defensive team. Like, they don't score a lot. Maybe Montana State could hang around. We, and we kind of we did the same thing with, like, Montana versus Syracuse. And we kind of, like, talk ourselves into the possibility of it happening. And then oftentimes we just get let down. And so I'm kind of going the opposite this year. I, I'm going to be like, hey, they're playing a, a Big 12 team uh, who's beaten Texas and Kansas and all these top seeds that are in this tournament. I'm personally, I'm just going to go into it not expecting it to be a very close game. And then if it is, I, hey, I'm pleasantly surprised. Can they? Uh, they certainly can. Uh, will they? I, I'm just going to wait and uh, see it, and I need to see it first before I believe it. It's so true, and I just think that, too, like, the conferences that the Big Sky has been drawing lately, I mean, the Power Fives are all going to be formidable opponents, but Big Ten and Big 12 schools are just built different. I mean, they, they just are just built so much bigger and more physical, and as long as the Big Sky's draw in Mich- the Michigans and Texas Techs and Kansas States of the world, uh, it's totally, unbelievably uphill sledding. Uh, I don't know if you got the bracket. I know you're running around right now, so I'll just kind of try to guide you through the bracket. I got, I got a bracket. I got a bracket. Oh, but you got one. Okay, nice. Okay, so uh, let's just start then in the, in the 
north-south uh, region, uh, upper left-hand corner. Uh, is there any uh, low-seeded teams that you like in the first round, or is there any upset specials you got uh, in, the, in the south region? I think this region's the one where I'm most confident in just penciling in the one seed in Bama. This, this region's got my Aztecs from San Diego State. Everyone has them getting knocked off in the first round, but I, I think they're going to win a couple games. That's one of the uh, – I'm curious to see how the Mountain West does this year. Obviously, they uh, have not been good as of late. They got swept last year. Um, I think there's, like, a bunch of narratives um, that I'm kind of just curious with the tournament, you know, because you get all these things built in, like, oh, well, the Mountain West sucks. They're going to lose. Purdue, they, they are always going to exit early. So I'm kind of curious to see if some of these conferences, some of these teams can kind of buck some of these narratives. If I had to pick any higher seed in this uh, region to kind of maybe go on a little run, it'd probably be six-seeded Creighton. Um, I think UCSB could knock off Baylor in the first round as a 14 seed. Wow. Um, but I but I, I see uh, I see Bama and uh, Arizona uh, facing off, but yeah, if I had to pick a one, I'd go maybe UCSB over Baylor. Baylor's not playing good basketball right now. UCSB, uh, they can score the basketball. Uh, they're pretty good. Um, but I think Bama comes out of the region. I agree with your assessment, too, that I think this is the easiest of the four brackets to pick. I think that they definitely gave Alabama a, a favorable draw. It's going to be hard for Alabama to not come out of this. I mean, Arizona may be a contender, but Arizona's had sort of that narrative you're talking about where they've been, uh, they've had a tough time in the tournament. Baylor isn't, hasn't been playing that great, you know, and, and Virginia has not been playing that great as of late either. I agree with you, though. I got, uh, every, I've been hearing everybody picking Charleston over San Diego State, but I got San Diego State going to Sweet 16, so I'm with you on that UCSB over Baylor is an interesting one, but I, I agree with you on Creighton because I do think that Creighton's going to have probably the easiest of the six seed draws because everything I've read, everybody I've been listening to says that uh, NC State's the, the worst high major team in the tournament. So I, I, I think that that one, I agree with you. I think it's pretty cut and dry there uh, in the South. Sean Rainey joining us, SWX Montana Television here on Nuanas Now. Uh, how about uh, on the upper right-hand corner, the, the Midwestern region? Uh, same question. I mean, what sort of under-seeded teams or, or low-seeded teams do you like there? Yeah, these top two ones, I, I'm I'm still leaning. I, I mean, I like Houston. I mean, obviously you have Kevin Sampson. You kind of have the, the Butte-Montana connection. I just love the way that Houston plays. I hope that Marcus Sasser can get back and, and play because they are just tough, play hard-nosed basketball. And I just enjoy watching Houston play. So I'm rooting for Houston to come out of this region. Um, obviously, Texas playing some really good basketball. I would love for Drake to go on a little run here um, as the – the 12 seed, I think they could knock off uh, Miami, and I think that they could get past the winner of Indiana and Kent State. I have Drake going to the Sweet 16 as kind of my little upset uh, special out of here. And we'll see if Penn State can uh, keep things rolling uh, as the 10 seed, but I went a little chalk with the Elite Eight with uh, Houston and Texas, and, and I think Sasser ends up coming back, and, and I like Houston coming out of the region. I, I went a little crazier in the East and the West, but I got the two one seeds coming out of the South and Midwest. There's been, uh, you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, but a lot of times these podcasts about this stuff, it, you know, the it's coming from people that cover specific leagues, and, and we inherently are a little bit biased toward the league that we cover only because we just know it better than anything else. Yeah. That doesn't really affect us covering the Big Sky because, you know, the Big Sky hasn't won a tournament game since 2006, but I've heard a lot of hate for the Big Ten, whether it's, you know, Purdue being a paper tiger or Indiana being overrated or, you know, maybe Penn State being actually the best team coming out of the Big Ten, even though they're only a 10 seed. So uh, are you buying or selling uh, the Big Ten uh, this year in the tournament? 
If I had to pick one, I, I think I'm selling the Big Ten. Um, but mostly just because I, I told myself last year I had Purdue and they lost, and I was like, never again. I will never, ever, ever put my stock in Purdue ever again because they've let me down multiple times. And if they're the number one seed and the best team coming out of the Big Ten, uh, I, I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna trust the Big Ten this year. Um, so if I had to pick buy or sell Big Ten, I'm selling. Love it. I'm selling as well. Uh, I'm buying the Big 12. I think I'm sort of 50-50 on the SEC. I'm buying actually the top part of the Pac-12, even though that's an unpopular opinion, and I'm definitely selling uh, the Big 12. Go check out Paradise Falls there, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. They got Sportsbet Montana kiosk. You can take all of our advice straight to the machine. Also, go check out Sean Rainey's great podcast, the Make It Rainy podcast. All right, two more regions, Rain Man. Uh, How about the bottom left where Purdue's the one seed, the eastern region? Uh, I'll tell you mine first and foremost. I got Purdue losing to either the winner of Memphis or FAU. I think that's the best 8-9 matchup in the field. Memphis is super athletic. They're coming off the win over Houston. FAU's a 31-win team. They might be the most underrated team, most underseeded team uh, in the field. So no matter who wins that game, I got that team going and beating Purdue. I know that's kind of cliche right now because everybody's wanting to hate on Purdue. <laughs> but where are you at with the uh, with the Eastern bracket? Yeah, this one, like, I, you could pick six, seven teams coming out of this region and I totally. would not argue with you. Uh, this one's the one that's, like, the most wide open to me. Duke's playing really well. I know a lot of people have Duke going to the Final Four. It's always so hard. You know, you're listening to all these people, and Duke is, like, in the trendy five coming out of the, the region. You kind of want to, like, dig when everyone else is zagging. I would love – I mean, I think if I think if Oral Roberts is able to knock off Duke in the first round, which I don't know if they're going to. Like, I, I'll probably pick Duke, but I think Oral Roberts could go on a run. Everyone's picking Memphis to beat Purdue. I don't know. I think FAU – I mean, that line is only two and a half. That's kind of telling you that that game is going to be, that game's going to be tight. I can see FAU making uh, a little run as well. I, I got Marquette coming out of the region as the two seed because I think there's a lot of volatility at the top with Purdue, Memphis, Duke. Um, at the bottom, I, I don't really like really many of those teams at the bottom. So I got Marquette coming out and uh, beating K-State in the Sweet 16 and Marquette beating Duke in the Elite Eight and Marquette coming out of the region. It's funny because I was thinking the exact same thing. Jay Billis dropped a great stat on the Selection Sunday show. He said, when Duke has their full lineup, they're 19-1 and this year, and they've beaten, and he listed all these great teams that they've beaten. But then I also tried to remind myself, well, of course the ESPN talking head who went to Duke is talking up Duke, right? <laughs> so you do have to sometimes well, yeah. take it. You know, sometimes it's good for the big boys to have Duke be a good team. But I do think that bottom left is, is definitely the, the most wide open because I think you have everybody from Purdue – through Marquette, Kansas State, Tennessee, Duke, Kentucky, uh, even Michigan State. You could talk me into the top seven seeds winning that entire regional. So uh, maybe that's one where if you're betting individual games, individual rounds, maybe you stay away from it until you see uh, the dust settle. Sean Rainey here on the ESPN Roundtable. Uh, how about the last one then out west? Uh, Kansas, the one seed. UCLA, uh, the two seed. And... Uh, Gonzaga, a team that another team that people think is overrated as the three seed. Uh, any upset specials on the bottom right? Yeah, I think this one could get a little wild too. I, I actually have Gonzaga coming out of the region. Um, I, I think that they're kind of flying under the radar, and I think they're kind of playing their best ball right now. And I think I would have picked UCLA to win this region if not for their injuries. When you lose your best defensive player and probably the best defensive player in the entire country. And, you know, one of the top three guys in your, you know, in your uh, team and, and the way that you do things, I think that is going to be a big loss for UCLA. 
I think Kansas is kind of banged up. You got the stuff with Bill Self. So I'm, and I don't think this Kansas team is as talented as some of the other teams that they've had. Uh, UConn is kind of like the uh, analytical darling. You know, they're top 20 in offense and defense, but I don't think that their guard play is good enough. And I watched them some in the Big East tournament, and I just – their guards, to me, I, I have a hard time picking teams that don't have really good guards. And so – I'm going to go Gonzaga. I think they're kind of flying under the radar. I do think TCU in the second round is going to be a, could be a tough game. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the three seed. I'm going to say the Zags. Get to the Final Four. I think a lot of people listening will like that for sure. I just think that the Zags have the toughest of the second-round matchups because I just think TCU is really, really good. But I do agree yeah, with yeah. your assessment. Uh, Kansas and UCLA both have some stuff that's going to hold them back for sure. So I don't know. I think I think the winner of that TCU-Gonzaga game in the second round might be the team that goes to the Final Four uh, out of that region. Sean Rainey, ESPN Roundtable, uh, here on Nuanas Now. All right, last thing for you then, man. Uh, so you, you, you got your Final Four. Who you got in the championship game? Who you got winning this thing? Yeah, so Final Four, Bama, Houston, Gonzaga, Marquette. And I'm going to go Bama over Houston. I just think that Alabama's just the best team. It's just that this kind of boring and shock. They, I, they just have the easiest path, so I'm just going to pencil them in uh, to the national championship game over Houston. Me and you think alike, buddy. I got Alabama, Houston. I got TCU in the Final Four. That's my surprise there. Uh, And then I also have Marquette as of right now, but I might change that bottom left. But I also have Alabama over Houston in the national championship. So I guess since we agree, take it to the machine. (laughs) I love it. I I decided to just go with a bunch of like 13 over 4 upsets early, but then a little bit more chalk when it came late. But we got we could picked up some upsets early, so we'll be rooting for some upsets early on. Gotta love it. Sean Rainey here on the ESPN Roundtable. Go check out Paradise Falls there on the south side of Missoula. And also go check out the uh, Make It Rainy podcast, Sean's awesome gambling podcast in association with SWX Montana Television. Hey, buddy, good hearing from you, and uh, thanks for doing this with me. And uh, I'll be texting you about all the picks, but uh, thanks for swinging by. Hey, always good uh, coming on. Uh, wish you the best and hope that... Uh, you know, everybody's bracket does well, except for the ones that uh, are in the same bracket pool as us, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Thanks for being here, man. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. Get your brackets in. ESPN MT 2023. Do it. Got all sorts of great prizes for you, including 500 cash money from Katie O'Keefe's. Also got $500 worth of merchandise spread over four different winners from Up Top Clothing. Thanks to Up Top for jumping in on our bracket challenge. Any purchases you make during the month of March at teamuptop.com, use the checkout code ESPN5. You'll get $5 off all uh, purchases at teamuptop.com and uh, get your brackets in for your chance to win a bunch of free Up Top. How much does the win last night by Eastern Washington and the men's NIT help boost the profile of the Big Sky Conference. Plus, who are my actual favorite underdogs in this tournament? We'll do that next. Keep it right here. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. 
Wildcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. One, two, three. is now on ESPN Radio. One is now ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Get your brackets in. It's your assignment for the afternoon and evening. ESPN MT 2023. Search that on ESPN.com's uh, Bracket Challenge website and uh, get entered to win, quite literally, thousands of dollars of cash and prizes. Thanks to all of our great supporters, including our presenting sponsor, Katie O'Keefe's, providing $500 cash money for you, uh, as well as uh, our great friends at Uptop Clothing. Use ESPN5 when you check out at teamuptop.com. You're going to get $5 off all Uptop. They're throwing down twenty-five, uh, excuse me, $250 of merchandise for the grand prize, and then $500 total uh, to be split among four separate winners. So uh, go get your brackets in. couple notes for you. The Montana Tech men... Their historic run is uh, has come to an end. Greatest season in school history. I think it's unquestionable. I believe they won 29 games by the time it was all said and done. And uh, they come up short to OAS, who's an NAIA school out of Arizona. They lost 76-59 uh, in the Elite Eight of the NAIA men's tournament. But still uh, a great run for Tech. They were able to win a game. Uh, they were able to finish off a win in the tournament and then win another game in the tournament without Caleb Bellich, who's the Frontier Cowards Player of the Year. He tore his ACL a couple uh, games ago. Uh, so st- great team effort, great uh, for the city of Butte, and uh, it's cool to see that run. The Montana Western women then, they are the last Frontier Cowards team alive. Carroll College, their women, they lost in the Sweet 16 yesterday. Tech, the men out in the Elite Eight. Montana Western's women, they won uh, in the Elite Eight last night, late night. <laughs> I was monitoring this game on Twitter because I was watching the Eastern Washington game. More on that in just a minute. But uh, this thing didn't get over until like midnight, and it was a central time game, so it was like 1 in the morning when it got over local time. But Montana Western, they shot 80% in the second half of this game. 80. Crazy. Uh, and they win going away, so they are into the Elite Eight, and they'll play tonight. I believe it's a 7 p.m. tip local time here in Montana, 8 p.m. tip there. Uh, yesterday, the whole tip got delayed because there was like a leaky roof at the arena. And I mean, gosh, the trials and tribulations of NAIA basketball. But not, not, uh, needless to say, uh, Lindsey Woolley, the head coach at Montana Western, one of the best coaches in the state of Montana, period. Western's won a national championship under his guidance. And they can kind of see one in the distance now. Uh, but the Elite Eight is nothing to sneeze at, so pretty cool uh, for uh, Missoula Big Sky's own Lindsey Woolley, who's now the head coach down there at uh, Montana Western. Last thought here on uh, teams that we cover closely throughout the regular season that are still playing basketball. How about Eastern Washington? The Eagles, the greatest start in Big Sky history. They were 16-0 and going into the final weekend of the season. Then they lose a heartbreaker to Idaho State uh, in Pocatello, and then they get roughed up and got beat on their home court on senior night against Montana State to finish the regular season. And then they uh, 
go to the go to the Big Sky tournament and lose on a buzzer beater at Oakland Fort shot at the horn as NAU uh, overcomes a season's worth of heartbreaks losing at the buzzer to win at the buzzer and uh, knock off the top seeded uh, and regular season champion Eastern Washington because they were the regular season champs that didn't get the auto bid via the tournament they um took the NIT bid the first team to get an NIT bid out of the Big Sky since Montana got one in 2015. So I was trying to think, but I think that that indicates that the top seed has won the Big Sky tournament every year that it's been at a neutral site until this year when Montana State, the two seed, uh, won the Big Sky tournament again. But last night in the first round of the NIT, Eastern Washington was good, and then they kind of let it slip away, and then they were tied with Washington State. Then Wazoo had a lead for a while, but then Eastern Went on a 10-0 run uh, to take the lead, then a little back and forth, and then they scored the last seven points of the game. A huge three-pointer by Steel Venters with 16 seconds left. Broke a, a 74-74 tie. Then Venters, the Big Sky MVP, hit a couple free throws. And then Cedric Coward stole an inbounds pass and had a dunk just for an exclamation point. And Eastern Washington wins at fourth-seeded Washington State, 81-74. Uh, I think this is a big deal. First of all, it's a big deal for Eastern Washington's program. To lose three in a row after the greatest start in league history was very disappointing for them. To go one and done at the tournament after having such a solid regular season, uh, it was a bummer for David Riley and his guys. So it's just, in terms of the scope of this season, great bounce back by Eastern Washington. Also, though, this is a big deal for the league because the league has not had a, a uh, NCAA tournament win since 2006, all of the postseason wins since 2006 have been in tournaments like the CBI and the CIT that are just, you know, whatever tournaments. They're just for, for teams that are either trying to really gain some momentum going into next season or they're for teams that are just chasing wins to try to get to some sort of uh, win mark, a winning record or a 20-win season or whatever to, you know, more than anything, accentuate coaches' resumes. But all, all postseason tournaments are not created equal. The NIT is absolutely the second most prestigious tournament besides the NCAA tournament that there is. And winning a game in the NIT for a mid to low major conference like the Big Sky is a big deal. And Eastern's win over Wazoo last night was the first Big Sky win in the NIT since 2002 and only the fourth uh, in the league's history. So uh, great for the Eagles. They're moving on. They're going to play. Uh, so they only t- they see the top four teams in two sides of a 32-team bracket in the NIT. Uh, so they beat the fourth seed of Washington State, and they'll play number one seed Oklahoma State uh, in their next NIT game. But multiple NIT wins would be enormous uh, for the Eastern Washington program. But either way, great bounce back uh, by David Riley and his crew. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Get your brackets in. We'll give you some final upset picks to take you home here on your Wednesday. That's next. Don't change the dial. It's ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our 
ESPN Radio Podcast Network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. You want to win some money? We got a bunch of money. Sorry, I'm pulling up my bracket so I can just rip through some of my favorite upset picks. Get your bracket in. Missed anything in today's show here on Nuanas Now? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by uh, Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you and your uh, small business. Also presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Best place to go for blue and gold when you're on the MSU campus there in Bozeman. All right, here, uh, get your brackets in ESPN MT 2023. Search that on the tournament challenge uh, portion of ESPN.com. We got thousands and thousands of dollars worth of prizes, quite literally, not exaggerating. We got $500 cash from Kitty O'Keefe's. We got $500 in merchandise from Up Top Clothing. We got several uh, great prize boxes from Newtown Sports Cards worth anywhere between $100 and $500. Uh, so, uh, and we got a whole bunch of great gift cards from a whole bunch of other great sponsors too. So, get your uh, your picks in. Only got about oh, I don't know five minutes here. So, uh, rapid fire. Here's some of the the upsets I like early on in the tournament. First of all, uh, I am not on Charleston over San Diego State. I think San Diego State's good. I think San Diego State actually can make a little bit of a run. So, I'm not on that one. Um, my probably best, I mean, I think that the, the South region, I mean, I basically have the first round. I, I think I have it completely chalked besides West Virginia beating Maryland. But that's, uh, I do like Maryland just because I think the A's, or excuse me, I do like West Virginia over Maryland because I think the, the Big 12 is better uh, than the ACC. Maryland's in the Big 10 now? I don't know. I can't keep it all straight. Regardless, I like West Virginia. I think West Virginia would be a tough matchup for Alabama in the second round as well. Uh, in the East, where Purdue's the number one seed, I do like uh, the winner of Memphis FAU to make a little run because I think both those teams will be a handful for top-seeded Purdue. Uh, I also sort of like Providence against Kentucky, but that one, I'm, I'm still leaning almost completely chalk on that bracket as well. The Midwest, though, is where it gets a little Western for me. I, I like Drake. I, I'd Kobe Dant from the um, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And the college basketball experience, he said Drake was his number one 12 seed that could pull an upset, and I agree with him. I think Miami has some explosive guards, but sometimes those guys, when they shoot cold, Miami has a hard time figuring stuff out, and Drake can really shoot it. I also think, though, Kent State over Indiana is a spicy 13, 
And uh, then that would set up a 12 versus 13 if both those upsets happen. So uh, that's one of those ones where you're gamma a little bit, uh, but you're going to get an opportunity. I mean, one of the main reasons, one of the main ways a team like a Kent State or a Drake can get to the Sweet 16 is if they have to play each other in the second round instead of having to play one of those Power 5 opponents. So uh, I like that. I also like Pittsburgh after their win last night to play their way into the tournament. I like Pitt over Iowa State. Uh, that's one last upset one. And I don't really know if it's that big of an upset, but I like Penn State over Texas A&M as well. I think the Nittany Lions are playing really good ball right now. So that bracket, the Midwestern bracket, is where it uh, it gets a little wild for me. Uh, in the West, uh, probably my top 12 versus 5 is VCU over St. Mary's. I, that, so I have two 12s winning. I got Drake winning over Miami, and I got VCU winning over St. Mary's. I really like those. Iona is a really strong squad, and you got to remember Rick Patino's the coach. He's been here before. But UConn's so athletic. They're one of the most athletic teams in the league. So I don't like that 4-13. I also I, I talked at the beginning of the show about how sometimes I like taking the, the 11 seeds that play their way into the tournament because they already have a tournament win. They already know what it's like to to play that you know losing-you-go-home game. and that t- That's always two play-in games for 11 seeds between Power 5 teams. I don't like the ASU-Nevada winner against TCU, though, because I think TCU uh, is the uh, best um, sixth seed in the tournament. And then the other one I have on that side is I like Boise State over Northwestern, mostly because I like the Mountain West, and I don't think the I think the Big Ten is overrated. When you get to the round uh, of Sweet 16, probably my most surprising Sweet 16 teams I got are VCU uh, as a 12 seed. Kent State as a 13 seed. Uh, I, I'm putting a lot of love in Kent State. I, I must admit I got a little bias on it because I listened to a podcast of a guy that's a Big Ten uh, reporter, but he he is really high on Kent State because he watched Kent State compete well with Big Ten teams. And he was saying, this guy thought, as somebody that covers the Big Ten, the Big Ten was overrated and that Kent State uh, was, a guy, or was a team that could make a run. So Kent State's probably my most surprising um, Sweet 16 squad. I also got VCU uh, in the Sweet 16. But the the dark horse I'm really riding because I do think that now with the stratification of college hoops, we're going to have more ones and twos in the Elite Eight than, than uh, maybe people want to think because they think it's a wide-open tournament. But my one non-top uh, seed that I got in the Elite Eight is TCU. I think they could really make a run. Uh, they've had, I mean, one of the best wins of the year when they went up to Kansas and won. I also watched them beat Baylor, too. So uh, certainly some juice for the Horn Frogs. There you go. By the time we're on the air next, we'll have so many results for you. But get your brackets in. ESPN MT 2023 Challenge. Click on it. Enter it. One entry per person. Thousands in prizes. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com.